0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with turning away from God, as we pick up in Judges chapter 2, verse 1. And now, with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: Jeremiah cried out unto the people, Have you ever seen anything like this in the history of mankind where a people will turn from their God, even which are not gods, to worship another god? And yet God cried, My people have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and have hewn out for themselves cisterns, cisterns that can hold no water the lament of God over Israel. And it was, it was their failure in the beginning. Had these forefathers been obedient to God, they could have spared the nation countless misery, countless woes, but their disobedience only opened the door for a future of calamity. And so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua who had seen all of the great works of the Lord which he did in Israel. But Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at 110 years of age and they buried him there in the Mount of Ephraim on the north side of the hill of Gash. And there arose another generation after them, that is after Joshua's generation, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam, and they forsook the Lord God of their fathers which brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them, and they bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger, and they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtoreth, the goddess of heaven, or the... the, Ashtart of the Greeks or Isis, the female deity of ancient history. Now, it is tragic that somehow the parents failed to communicate unto their children the power and the work of God. The generation died off. There arose another generation, it declares, after them which did not know Jehovah, nor yet the works that he had done for their fathers in Egypt. Now the purpose of the Passover was to yearly open the door Of opportunity for them to relate to the children of Israel God's great deliverance out of the hand of the Egyptians. In fact, there were questions designed in the Passover service that the children would ask that would give the parents the opportunity to rehearse God's great power. What makes this night different from all other nights in the year? And they were able to rehearse to their children. But evidently, they had ceased even observing the Passover. They had ceased during, you know, keeping the various feasts to the Lord. And where the Lord said, Tell your children that they may tell your, their children that they may tell their children, it broke down, and the parents were not faithful in imparting the truths of God to their children. It is so tragic that rarely does a powerful work of God continue into a second generation. Someone has aptly said, God has no grandchildren. You can't have that kind of a distant relationship with God. Each one must have his own personal relationship with God. And the relationship that my parents had is not sufficient for me. And the relationship that I have isn't sufficient for my children. It is important that I relate to my children the power of God and the works of God in order that they might develop their own relationship with God so that after I am gone, they will understand and know God and continue in their relationship with God. And they to their children Growing up in the Depression years was not easy. We were deprived a lot of things. And it is interesting how that we don't want our children to have to learn the same deprivations that we had. But the tragic thing is our children growing in this affluent society... Never know the joy and the blessing of having to trust God for the evening meal. Having to pray for a pair of shoes. Having to believe God for the rent. Because we don't want them to have to experience those same hardships that we experience. And yet there was tremendous value in those experiences because it was there that we learned the faithfulness of God. We learned that God would provide. As parents, we are responsible to lay a foundation with our children so that they have a thorough understanding of God the works of God, the power of God. For there are powerful forces that are vying for their attention, for their love, for their worship. And if we do not lay a solid foundation within their hearts, they are apt, as the children of Israel did, to turn away from God and begin to worship Balaam, Ashtoreth, Some of the other gods of the world They forsook the Lord And served Baal and Ashtoreth What a tragedy And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel He delivered them into the hands of the spoilers That spoiled them He sold them to the hand of their enemies Around about them So that they could not any longer Stand before their enemies And wherever they went out The hand of the Lord was against them for evil As he had said and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. God said, even as my hand will be upon you for good, if you turn against me and worship other gods, so will my hand be upon you for evil. God kept his word. Now, I'm glad that God keeps his word sometimes. Other times, it isn't so good for me that God keeps his word It is always good for me that he does because it brings me back to him. But the faithfulness of God to keep his word is something that we want to remember because even as God has promised blessings, he has also promised curses. Blessings upon those that will obey, curses upon them who will forsake him. And so, uh, verse 16 establishes this era of judges. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which delivered them out of the hands of those that spoiled them. And yet they would not always hearken to the judges, but they went a whoring after other gods and bowed themselves to them and turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. So when the Lord raised them up judges, the Lord was with the judge, and he delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of the oppressors that vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead, they returned and corrupted themselves more than their forefathers in following other gods to serve them and bow down to them. They ceased not from their own doings nor from their stubborn ways. Now this is just a brief sort of a Summary of the book of Judges God raised up judges During the period of the judges They would be delivered from the oppression of the enemy But then they would turn away from God And go right back to their evil ways The worshipping of the false gods and all And they would go into oppression again And God would raise up another judge And the story is repeated over and over and over Through the book of Judges When will people learn You know, you look at this sad situation and you wonder, what's wrong with you people? Why can't you see it? And yet it is a tragic pattern that they followed over and over again. So the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. He said, because the people have transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, they have not hearkened to my voice. I will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died, that through them I may prove Israel whether they will keep the way of the Lord or not. Therefore the Lord left those nations without driving them out. Now, these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel. There were the Philistines, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Hittites, And the Jebusites and the Perizzites and the Amorites that God left. Six nations. And verse 6, the children of Israel took their daughters, that is, the, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. They took their daughters to be their wives, and they gave their daughters to their sons, and they served their gods. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and they forgot Jehovah their God and they served Balaam in the groves. Now the groves were the places of worship and usually extremely licentious type of worship. Therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. He sold them into the hand of Cushan-Rishathaim, the king of Mesopotamia. And they served him for eight years. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel who delivered them even Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. So Othniel was the fellow who married Caleb's daughter. Remember, he took the city Kirjath there near Hebron. And so Othniel became the first judge Over Israel. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he judged Israel, went out to war, and the Lord delivered this Mesopotamian king into his hand, and his hand prevailed against him, and the land had rest for 40 years. Now, 40 years is probably sort of a rounded off kind of a figure. It is used over and over again. Uh, It would appear that, well, actually, though, 40 years, you got a generation. As long as the guy was alive, that generation. When he died, you get a new generation and back to the old apostasy again. It just didn't carry over into the second generation. And so here you have the 40 years appearing over and over again, which is just about that time of a generation and the failure to go on into the next generation. So during the years of Othniel, they had rest And the children of Israel, verse 12, did evil again in the sight of the Lord. You know, you would like to take them and just bump their heads together or something. It just is so upsetting. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. And he gathered unto him the children of Ammon and Amalek, and they went and smote Israel and possessed the city of the palm trees. So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, for 18 years. But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, a man who was left handed. And by him the children of Israel sent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. But Ehud made himself a dagger, sharpened both sides made it about 18 inches long, put it under his robe on his left side, and he went into the king of Moab, old Ege, er, (laughs) let's see now, we got Ehud and Eglon, Eglon's the king. So he came into Eglon with a present, and then he said, I have a secret message for you. And so Eglon, the king of Moab, sent out all the servants. And he said, I have a message from the Lord for you. And he drew out the dagger. Oh, Eglon was a really fat guy. He put the dagger in and the fat closed around and he couldn't pull it out. So he left it in, half and all. And when he went out of the room, he closed the door and locked it. And he told the servants, the king is taking a nap. And so he took off running so that they waited outside and waited outside until they got embarrassed they were waiting there so long. They said, well, we better go in and check on the king. So they got the key, unlocked the door. When they got in, they found the king was dead and it had given... Time to escape And so he called together an army And uh, they came against the Moabites And God delivered them out of the hand of Moab They killed that time about 10,000 men of Moab Who tried to escape out of Israel back into the land And the land had rest for 80 years So here's twice 40 And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath. He was the third judge. And we really don't know much about Shamgar, except he must have been a tough cookie because he killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. Now, just the stick that they used when they were uh, plowing with an ox, they'd have a goad, a stick that they'd kick in in the flanks with to keep them going. And evidently he was maybe farming and and you know plowing with and keeping with his oxen. And here came a company of Philistines over the hill. So he goes after him with his ox goad. Six hundred men with an ox goad. So he was the third judge of Israel. That's about all we know of Shamgar. Like to know more about that character. Chapter 4, verse 1, the same old story, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. The Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, the king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sesera, which dwelt in Harosheth of the Gentiles, And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord for he had 900 chariots of iron and for 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. So this is up now, Hazor is up about 15 miles north of the Sea of Galilee and in the area above Galilee actually And Jabin, the king, dwelt there. Hazor was a fortified city, a very large city. The ruins are quite large, encompass a very large area. But he had a powerful army, 900 chariots of iron, the Canaanite army, and he oppressed the children of Israel for 20 years. Now, no doubt those that were in the upper area, the tribe of Naphtali, And the tribe of Zebulun were most oppressed by him in that upper area of Galilee. Naphtali was all around Galilee, and Zebulun was just south of Galilee in uh, the area that is now sort of uh, bordered by Mount Gilboa and Nazareth and Megiddo, the plains through there, was the territory of Zebulun. Verse 6, And Deborah was a prophetess, and she judged Israel at that time. So here is a woman who is judging Israel at this particular time, who also was a prophetess. There are some men today that would exclude women from any kind of service unto God, but uh, certainly God does not exclude them at all even from important positions such as judging over Israel, and she was gifted as a prophetess. And she dwelt between Ramah and Bethel, which is just north of Jerusalem, five miles or so. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, of Kadesh Naphtali, so of the area of Naphtali, the area around Galilee, she said unto him, Hath not Jehovah God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun? And I will draw unto thee to the river of Kishon, Sesera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into your hand. And Barak said unto her, If you will go with me, then I will go But if you won't go with me, then I will not go And she said, I will surely go with thee Notwithstanding the journey that you take Shall not be for your honor For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman So no wonder God had a woman as a judge And you had those kind of men in the land That won't do anything unless a woman goes with them Uh, You really don't have real men and so it was a tragic condition that the land was in when uh, Beric says, well, I won't go if you don't go with me. And, and uh, so she said, okay, I'll go, but God's going to give the glory to this whole thing, not to you, but to a woman.
0: We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Judges on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Judges 2-4 through when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription.
1: May the lord be with you to guide you and to direct you and to help you through this week strengthening you giving you wisdom giving you powers and abilities by his spirit to serve him effectively that you might bring glory unto his name god bless you be with you and keep you in the love of jesus christ
0: This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California.
1: Come along on an exciting adventure as Pastor Chuck reads the story of the Ten Commandments to children. God wants us to keep the Ten Commandments, but we just can't do it. So Jesus came and did it for us. Featuring Pastor Ken Graves as the voice of God. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image. Honor your father and your mother. And Pastor Poncha Juarez as the voice of Moses.
0: Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today.
1: And so many others. No, I will not let God's people go. Oh no, here comes the water. Go back to Egypt. Tell Pharaoh to release my people. To order the story of the Ten Commandments book by Pastor Chuck, which comes with the audio CD as a gift, call the word for today at 800-272-WORD or to see a sneak preview of the book visit us online at thewordfortoday.org